Hi, I'm Hal. This is the Living in a Body podcast. And today is episode 32. It's called Hal Walker, Financial Advisor. Money, Gratitude, and Serendipity. Enjoy. It goes like this. The prologue. Before I begin this episode, I'd like to express my deep and sincere thanks to anyone and everyone who has donated to the Hal Walker Needs Our Help GoFundMe page. The success of this campaign has helped me pay for caregivers, doctor's visits, medications, and living expenses. Thanks to these funds, I've been free of the financial devastation that comes so readily with severe chronic illness. Thank you. I'm so grateful. You have given me so much. Thank you. Today's post is about money. In large part due to the GoFundMe, I have some. Because I have this money, I get to decide what to do with it, where to put it, how to spend it, and how to earn from it. I have to tell you that I've really enjoyed the luxury of making these decisions. I realize that not everyone has this luxury. I realize that many people, especially people living with MECFS, are in dire financial straits and have nowhere to turn for help. James Straza is a wonderful musician living with very severe ME. James lives with his mom, is unable to play music, and could use your help in reaching his GoFundMe goal of $25,000. You can read James's story and donate at this link. And listen below to hear some of James's music. Hal Walker, financial advisor. Except for one particular phrase, we didn't use bad words in my childhood home. We didn't use God's name in vain, and we didn't use bad words. Except for my mom, that is. I can still hear it coming out of her mouth. Money is shit. Janet was the wife of a socialist-leaning Presbyterian minister. I have a feeling she savored the power that the S-word held in our cuss-free home. The phrase certainly had its impact on me. Somehow money as shit got deeply drilled into the subconscious banks of my memory. I grew up in an anti-materialistic household. Materialism was considered the root of all that was wrong in the world. I connect my family's unwritten moral code about money with my dad's admiration for Francois Mitterrand, the socialist leader of France from 1981 to 1995. I have a vivid memory of a button that sat on my dad's dresser. It was the French Socialist Party logo, an image of a fist holding a rose. At an early age, with that button lingering on the dresser, I was groomed to believe that it was not money that brings fulfillment, but rather relationship. I can attest to the truth of that today. I've got money in the bank and two million followers on TikTok, but I've been feeling lonely as all hell lately in this house. Let me just get it off my chest here to say that MECFS is a damn isolating illness. But I'm looking forward to hanging out with my mom after dinner tonight. Thank you, Mom. Besides babysitting, I got my first paying job in junior high school. 
I delivered the record courier to 50 customers around the Beach Drive Norwood Street Circle. I remember how diligent I was about putting every cent that I earned in my savings account. It was so exciting to watch that savings grow. I saved enough that in high school I bought a Commodore 64 computer with my own money. I lugged that computer to college with me in 1984, but I don't think I ever plugged it in. It was the 80s. I hadn't discovered the wonders of word processing yet. I wrote all my papers on an electric typewriter. After the Commodore 64 purchase, for the next 40 years, I spent everything that I earned. If there was a spending generation, I was definitely part of it. Now I'm left with an attic and a garage full of stuff that I don't need. I mean, what's a guy who's bed-based and homebound going to do with four guitars, three guitar amps, and two folk harps, and a harpeggi? It's interesting how chronic illness has changed my priorities. I no longer want more stuff. I want financial security. To be honest, what I really want is 15% lesser symptoms. But in terms of finances, I'll settle for a more mature, responsible approach to spending. It's past time to take seriously how I use the money that I've got. I hope to be done with filling the attic. On the subject of financial planning, I have a great story of serendipity to tell you. Truly, the timing of this particular phone call couldn't have been more perfect. But before I launch into the story, I'd like to give you some unsolicited financial advice. If you're in the U.S., I encourage you to go right now to treasurydirect.com and buy yourself an I-bond. The minimum purchase is $25. Buy one for your kids, and if you've got them, buy one for your grandkids, too. For the next six months, you'll earn a whopping 9.65% interest. Six months from now, the interest rate will change according to the inflation rate, but inflation will likely stay high. Trust me on this one. There's no simpler way to get into investing. Take that little bit of cash you've got stored away and buy as much as you can. And you can thank me later. It was Monday, August the 9th. And I was researching a fixed interest annuity online and I stumbled upon I-bonds. Within minutes of my discovery, I had registered for an account and I had purchased my first I-bond. Today, I'm earning 9.65% interest on that money. Let me put it this way. While I'm sitting here writing my next substack, my money is earning money. For a guy who in the last year has lost significant earning ability due to illness, this is a very good thing. On Tuesday, I spent the morning learning more about I-bonds. I sent texts to my family encouraging them to buy now. When my sister Caroline discovered that my tip was a good one, she lovingly referred to me in a text as Hal Walker, financial advisor. I accepted the role readily, and I let KK know that she had just given me the title for my next substack. Tuesday afternoon, I headed down the rabbit hole of iBond YouTube videos. With the help of Jennifer from Diamond Nest Egg Channel, I came up with an elaborate strategy for how to get the most from iBonds within the legal limitations. As the strategizing took over my brain, 
It occurred to me that maybe what I really needed was to talk with someone who knows more about this subject than I, an actual financial advisor, maybe. On Wednesday, I started the day with a call to a friend. We talked about financial planning, and she let me know that she and her husband were quite happy with their financial advisor, and she offered to share his contact with me. I declined. I knew I wanted to talk to someone, but I wasn't really ready to pay somebody. That little voice of resistance in my head said, with a little more research, maybe I can just do this on my own. As you may know, I'm in a 12-step program, and my next call was with my sponsor. She, too, shared with me her positive experience of working with a financial advisor. She encouraged me to go in search of one of my own to have a conversation. Again, I was interested, but that edge of resistance persisted. I'm good at this kind of thing. How's a financial advisor really going to help me anyway? Heck, I'm already my sister Caroline's financial advisor. But a part of me knew my sponsor was right. I needed to talk with someone with more experience just to see where the conversation might lead. The truth is that when I'm willing to ask for help, I never know what kind of magic might happen. On Wednesday morning, I became willing. I was ready to start asking around for recommendations. At four o'clock that very same day, I got a call from an unknown number in Akron, Ohio. I answered the phone, and the person on the other end of the line introduced himself as Caleb Taylor, a financial advisor with Stratus Wealth Partners in Akron. He was contacting me to see if I needed a second opinion on any financial matters. What? How could this be? How did you know? I exclaimed. Apparently, about three years ago, on a Dave Ramsey website, I filled out a request to be contacted by a financial advisor. Of all the days to finally get around to calling me, Caleb Taylor chose this day. Not the day before, not the day after, but this day. The day that I became actively ready and willing to seek a financial advisor. The day that my sponsor suggested that I go find one. The day that I was willing to admit that I needed one. Caleb and I set an appointment for a Zoom meeting on Thursday. The next day I met with Caleb and his boss, Sam Lupica, to discuss my financial situation. It was a very pleasant conversation. We talked about TikTok and my illness, and we made an inventory of my finances. I liked both these guys a lot, especially when they agreed with me. They agreed that my I-bond strategy sounded like a good one. They agreed that putting some money in a fixed interest annuity was a good idea. They're going to send me some ideas of what to do with the rest of the money, and they let me know that they're always available for questions. I decided not to mention my mom's phrase, money is shit. I didn't feel like I had all the facts to back it up. But when I emphasized the serendipity of their phone call the day before, we all agreed, God moves in mysterious ways. Doesn't she, though? Who knows, maybe I've found myself a financial advisor in Stratus Wealth Management. Or maybe it was just confirmed that I make some pretty good financial decisions on my own. I'll let you know how it unfolds. In the meantime, 
Go buy yourself an I-bond. Trust me on this one. If worse comes to worse, you can use it as toilet paper. Postscript. Since the writing of this episode, I've purchased a three-wheel electric mobility device. Yesterday, for the first time in over a year, I was able to travel along the bike trail that follows the Cuyahoga River through Kent. The Excalibur offers a comfortable seat, armrests, and a smooth ride. It's the closest thing to riding a bicycle that a guy with MECFS could ever hope for. It's so good once again to feel the breeze in my hair. As I release this post that mentions my newfound frugality, I have to admit that I'm feeling a bit self-conscious about this purchase. Today, however, I'm going to do my best to replace that negative thought with gratitude for my newfound freedom and mobility. I have a feeling that it could be a real game changer in the quality of life department. I'll let you know. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate you. I hope you'll leave a comment below so that I know you're out there. Just click the button. If you haven't done it already, you'll have to create a profile on Substack, but it just takes a minute or two. Have a great Saturday. Go buy yourself an I-Bond. I love you. No, for real. I love you. Okay? Bye-bye. See you next time.